Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Separate ourselves from the world. Um, and what is becoming, in my opinion, fast, the traditions of men with the flat earth community. Um, I don't have a problem using the terminology of flat earth with, with somebody who has already came to that knowledge by the grace of God, um, who is a believer in Jesus Christ. But I have a problem. It, it has become a problem to me engaging people in conversation because the terminology of flat earth itself, um, it immediately when people hear it, they think that they can fall off the edge of it. Um, or they um, they will ask you, you know, um, so you don't think the earth is round? Well, a circle is round, and a circle is how the creation, is how the earth is described in Scripture. In Isaiah chapter 40, verse 22, um, it is described as a circle. Um, so I'm just, you know, I'm wanting to distance myself um, from from the flat earth community at large, because in my opinion, um, the flat earth community is a limited hangout. Um, it's what I've come to believe that it is infested with these fakers who, um, who were placed in the movement early on to sort of, to, to sort of mitigate the damage, so to speak. And, um, so I just, you know, hope that we could all talk together as, you know, as brethren and, and try to come up with a course of action that is suitable and the right thing to do. I mean, I believe first and foremost that this is for the glory of Jesus Christ. It has nothing to do at all with us proving that we're right about anything. Um, if it were if it were not for the purpose of God in revealing the true nature of his creation to us, we all still be deceived. And if if we're not if we're not glorifying Jesus Christ in this, what you know why are we doing it and i think um so that's just what's on my mind and that's what i like to uh you know to talk about and i'm eager to hear your thoughts as well brother larry well yeah i uh i'm eager to hear your thoughts as well as uh, and i'm glad you already kind of gave us a a taste of what's in your mind and and what you've been dealing with you you have a lot more uh, knowledge and experience in regards to this area because you've been pretty much immersed in that um, much more than I have and you could probably enlighten us as you know and I understand uh, I, I was I had a very long talk with brother Ed Henry today on the phone and um, we talked about this subject at length and I um, really kind of bared my soul regarding you know your concerns about all of these and a lot of people don't understand and maybe here in a minute you can kind of get into uh for people a lot of people don't understand terms like limited hangout and stuff like that so if you could explain to you, we know what it means but some of the people on board may not also brother mark kennedy has joined us welcome aboard brother mark and i'm going to just kind of turn it over to you all and um i was sent uh, 
because Edward, I invited Edward Henry to come on tonight because he knew what we were talking about. Of course, he has a little bit different view uh, on the matter. Uh, I don't know, did he send you um, a email entitled Another Creation Scientist Fighting Against God's Word? Did you guys get that? I got that, yes. Okay. Um, I want to read that tonight but I don't want to I don't want to do it right off I want to read it after we discuss this at, at length and it'll kind of give I think brother Edward Henry's position on it it's it's not real long it's about four or five paragraphs um, and I would agree with you um, brother Carl right off the bat that you know, we have to assess who our audience is and who we're speaking to and their level of knowledge. I mean, because a lot of people like myself would have been even two years ago if someone came on and said, you know, are you a flat earther? I would have laughed him out of the room, you know, and I had no clue of what I didn't even understand the difference between heliocentrism and geocentrism. And here, here I am, a former science teacher, but I had bought into, you know, <laughs> the world system. So I think you make a really good point there. Um, we have to analyze our audience. We have to assess um, who it is we're talking with. Are we talking with Christians? Are we talking with people who are secularists? You know, what, what are we, we dealing with? So with that, I'm going to just turn it over to you and Mark. And... Um, um, you know, from time to time, I might raise my hand. Okay, so I'll, I'll just turn it over to you guys. Okay, Brother hey, Mark. Um, hey, Brother. God bless you. God bless you as I, well. So, um, so, so what are your thoughts, Brother Mark? I like what you said about how the secular uh, people in the Flat Earth movement are, well, no, actually, I think if I understood you right, you were referring to just ge the general average person out there in society and how if you say the earth is flat to them, they think they can fall off the edge of it. And, of course, you know, of course, the average person who doesn't believe in God, they're not going to know that God is, you know, has his providence over all creation. And so, of course, they would think something like that, that they could fall off the edge when they hear the secular terminology, uh, flat earth. But on the other hand, if we say biblical cosmology, they, they still might not understand it. But um, I think a real saint of God would understand uh, the term biblical cosmology to be more... Uh, in line with the sovereignty of God than the secular term flat earth. Does that make sense? Yes, sir, it does. Um, you know, and I don't I don't want to confuse people. You know, I mean right. and 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 what I mean is, you know, I don't want to confuse people, you know, by trying to explain things to them that, you know, that that they've never heard before without me using the Bible as you know as my source for truth um and what and what I mean is in my experience doing this and count you know engaging people in, in this conversation 
if I start once I start talking to them about what I believe about the creation, and I just use yep. the term flat, and I just use the term flat Earth, immediately I get lumped in with people like Mark Sargent and Eric Dubay, um, uh, Dave Murphy, um, and I could name other people here, but right. you know that's who I get lumped in with, and that's who people automatically assume that my source for truth is, is men. However, when I use the terminology biblical creation or biblical earth or, you know, biblical cosmology with somebody, and I've learned this over the years, you know, doing this, um, they, you know, people, you know, everybody has heard of the Bible. And whenever I use those terms, they, they, they recognize almost immediately that my source for truth is the Bible that I'm a, that I that I'm claiming to believe Scripture, and that I, you know, and that is just something that I've learned, you know, over the years doing this, and you know, like I say, I don't want to confuse people and them not thinking that I don't believe that the Earth is a flat, stationary plane, be, because I do. However, yeah. whenever I first start talking about this to somebody, I always make it a point to explain to them that there is a firmament above us that covers us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, and and this firmament is cited for us in Scripture as you know declaring um, it shows the handiwork of God. It is referenced, and you know we are told that it is the firmament of His power. Um, so. Again, um, from the very, you know, I, you know, I just want to separate myself from the secular flat earth community, which I believe is a limited hangout. And Brother Larry was wanting me to define the the definition of a limited hangout is a partial hangout or relation or propaganda technique that involves the release of previously hidden information in order to prevent a greater exposure of more important details. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, so, I mean, and that's what I mean by, you know, people were placed in the community from very early on to mitigate the damage, so to speak. Um, it's, you know, it's full of gatekeepers and, and these people will give you a little truth but they're only going to allow you to go so far. And that's what I mean by limited hangout. That's right. That's, that's right. That's a very good, that's a very good explanation. And um, I, I, I'd like to weigh in a little bit. Uh, by the way, um, I want you to know that in my conversation with Brother Edward Henry, he fully understands your concern. In fact, he said that, you know, Brother Carl um, is a lot like a lot of people that I communicate every day with mm-hmm. on this. They express the same concerns that he's expressing. And yeah. he said, said, I want you to share this. Uh, well, he, he shared this with me. And, of course, he knows, he knows that uh, I'm pretty transparent, maybe too transparent. I'm not a limited hangout, okay? <laughs> My problem is I let, you know the old saying, I let it all hang out. And sometimes it gets me in a lot of trouble. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that tonight. Um, he brought up the point, and I think it has some merit to it, okay? 
uh, I know it's a different it's a different subject, but he used it to make his point. He asked me if he I'll just I'll just play the game like he played it with me, and I'll play it with uh, I'll play it with Brother Mark. Okay, now Brother Mark, Mark, uh, is it true that you are a Christian? Yes, it is. Okay, so you you make a you make a confession of your faith as being a Christian. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Well, I don't quite understand this because. Um, I have, you know, a lot of friends that are Mormons that say they're Christians, and they're Roman Catholics that say they're Christians. So, how can you take on the name of Christianity? Because I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, and and no one else. But these guys say they're followers of Jesus Christ, and they take on the same name that you're taking on, and yet you're you're lumping yourself all together with the Roman Catholics and the Mormons now. The reason I'm not picking on Mark Kennedy, by the way, I'm just making the point that Brother Edward Henry was making. He said, you yeah. know, uh, just because the flat earthers are wackos, wacky in a lot of areas, and they're they're into a lot of different things, uh, yep. and they take the name of being a flat earther, that doesn't, you know, in other words, you have to describe your differences between being a Mormon and being a Roman Catholic and being a, being a Christian as you describe yourself, and I think that's a good point. But yep. that being said, here's where I agree. Here's where I agree with Brother Carl. Um, perception to a lot of people, how we are perceived, is reality. Okay. In yep. other words, and, and hey, we may not agree with that. We may not like the fact that we are perceived as being in the same camp as um, right. Mark Sargent, for an example, or Dubay. Okay. By the way, mm-hmm. uh, this just came out today in our discussion, and this is this is for everybody's edification. You know, according to Brother Edward Henry, uh, Eric Dubay, or whatever his name is, uh, he's actually lied. He's actually lied and misrepresented himself about yeah. who he is. And see, that's the difference in, in Dubay and, and Edward Henry. There's a guy on that tries to lump Dubay together with Edward Henry, okay? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. They both, both work for the government. They both have been in intelligence. They both out of Washington, D.C., blah, 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 blah. But yeah. the only difference is Dubay has actually misrepresented that he – who he has not been involved with, where Edward Henry is right out in the front about who he is involved with and what his job is and so on. Um, So, yeah, I think, Carl, I think, you know, perception for a lot of people is reality, how we are perceived. And what you're saying is, or what I'm hearing you say, is that if, if you're in a dialogue with somebody and you start right out of the gate, you know, right out of the chute, and I'm a flat earther, you, that you automatically, a lot of people, uh, you're done. You're done. You're, you might as well just leave, okay? You can't even have a dialogue at that point. But yeah. if you, and I think that's part of being wise as serpents and harmless as doves. I, I think yeah. you've got, I, I think you have a yeah. real good point there. And I, 
now, whether I could ever convince Edward Henry of that, I, you know, Edward Henry is about as hard-headed man as I've ever met in my life. And I've told him that. And I'm just almost equally hard-headed, and I think Carl's right up there with him. With us. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I, I'm right there. I, look, I'm right there. And, you know, ultimately, I believe that this is a spiritual thing. All right. We don't, yeah, against, we don't, rap, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principal, right. you know, but, but, against, but against spiritual wickedness in, in high places. And that's why whenever you start out the gate, at least in my experience, whenever you use terminology like biblical creation or, or biblical earth, you know, because it is a spiritual thing, it goes a long way to help if it's something, you know, to it goes a long way to to um, combat the the um, the mind control and the programming that we've all been under. All right. Yep. And th- and this is really, really the point that that whenever I talk about this, this is the this is the divide line for me because it is a spiritual thing. And as a believer, Whenever I encounter people, you know, they must know from the very beginning that um, my source for truth is the word of God and not the flat earth community. All right. And let's just face it. You know, look, I'm real transparent. I'm real cut and dry. And I'm going to speak my mind here tonight. And I'll just say that that's very clever by Brother Edward. That's very, you know, he, you know, he used that whole analogy with me the other day. Um, You know, that's, that's very clever. But I'll say this. People have made a lot of money using the terminology flat earth. People are making money hand over fist. And I'm, and I'm not accusing Brother Edward or, you know, for being in it for the money. I will say this. Again, there's a lot of money being made. And you can make a lot more and you can make a lot more money and reach a wider audience by using terminology flat earth over biblical earth or biblical cosmology because people see that and go, oh, that's some crazy Christian. I want nothing to do with it. Give me flat earth Mark Sargent or give me Dave Murphy. And, you know, these people are utter – these people are these people are wicked. I mean, and yeah. I don't I don't want to be associated at all with these people. I mean, there's – you know, there's there's information out there if you, you know – if you dig for it and you can find out who these people really are. Um, right. And, right. you know, they, and they are not, <laughs> they are not who they pretend to be. Um, and, you know, I, you know, and I'm very concerned why somebody would want to stick with terminology like flat earth over biblical cosmology or biblical earth. Um, right. <laughs> I mean, you, uh, a, you, asked, you, know, you asked the question, or wanted me wanted us to poll our callers, and I just wanted to give you some feedback. Uh, we've got Charlie Hopper, Samuel Puka, uh, who's just joined us, and then Ashley Kenny agrees with you that he doesn't see any reason why we couldn't call it biblical cosmology. And by the way, I think for those who may not have an understanding of biblical cosmology, that opens the door for tremendous dialogue because the first thing they're going to say is, what are you talking about? Okay? And when they say, what are you talking about? There's your opening. You can get into geocentrism versus heliocentrism. You can get into stationary earth. You can get into the fact that there's no curvature. Uh, You can get into all of that. And so, I, you know, I tend to – now, I I think this is a good point. Because I want to, Ed's not here to really represent himself, 
Um, however, Ed will always figure out a way of representing himself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I'm going to read this. This is like a short, uh, and, and you may have read this before. I, I think I have seen it before. Um, I think it makes a lot of interesting points that Ed is trying to point out. However, understand, I find myself using some of the same ter terminology to, when I'm talking to Ed that comes out of my mouth. Understand this, okay? <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, Edward Henry sent this to me today, and I'm going to read it. It calls Another Creation Scientist Fighting Against God's Word. John D. Morris, Ph.D., has a doctorate in geological engineering and serves as a professor of geology in the faculty of the University of Oklahoma. Dr. Morris is the president of the Institute for Creation Research, which he took over after the death of his famous father, Henry M. Morris, John's father. Henry was one of the founders of Creation Research Society, and according to the Seattle Times, is considered by many to be the father of modern creation science. His son, Dr. John D. Morris, claims the Bible has always taught a spherical earth. There are, of course, instances of phenomenological language where the author refers to what the viewer can see just as we do today when communicating. We talk about a, in quote, flat, unquote, terran or a flat ocean, even though we know they follow the earth's curvature. It is flat to our eyes and to our listeners' eyes, but when the issue of earth shape is addressed in Scripture, the Hebrew word implying sephiricity, see Isaiah 40, 22, end quote. Dr. Morris could not be wrong. He cites a biblical passage, Isaiah 40, 22, in support of his claim that the Bible describes a spherical earth, but that passage describes a circle, not a sphere. It is, and then he quotes, it is he that sits upon the circle of the earth, and the inhabitants thereof as grasshoppers, stretches out the heavens as a curtain, and spreadeth them out as a tent to dwell in Isaiah 40:22. Dr. Morris's argument is flawed. <clears throat> when the issue of earth's shape is addressed in Scripture, it does not imply sphericity in Isaiah 40:22, cited by Dr. Morris. God describes the circle of the earth. A circle is not the same as a sphere. Now we know all this, but I'm going to read the whole thing so you can get a you can get into why he goes into the flat part. Doctor right. Morris must know that indeed when people refer to a sphere, they never call it a circle. It's right. always described as a globe. But when the group is called together, they are sometimes asked to form a circle around the speaker. When forming that circle, all present are on the same plane. Nobody confuses a circle with a sphere. Those gathered do not start climbing on each other's shoulders to form a sphere. There's no confusion. A circle is not a sphere. A circle is defined as a flat, curved plane whose circum circumference is equidistance from the center. Now, that, that's quite an interesting statement. Um, I'm mm -hmm. going to read that again and let it soak into you guys. I don't know. <clears throat> there, there's one thing. Okay, I'll just read it. A circle is defined as a flat, curved plane. Yes. Whose circumvent circumference is equidistant from the center. I don't know where he got that definition. I'd a, I'd like to ask him that. Okay. So here, on the other hand, is defined as a solid body whose surface is equidistant from its center in all directions, i.e., a ball. The Earth is not a ball. It is a flat circle just as it is described in the Bible. 
Dr. Morris has a backup argument. And I'm not going to, well, I probably ought to. Because he knows full well that the Bible describes a flat earth, he argues that the many Bible passages that describe a flat earth are using phenomenological language. Essentially, Dr. Morris is arguing that the passages describing a flat earth do not actually mean what they say. The foundation of his biblical argument that the Bible description of a flat earth is phenomenological language requires three assumptions. One, someone other than God is viewing the phenomenon. Two, that someone is telling us what he saw. And three, what he did, what he saw did not actually happen as he described it. The problem with those assumptions is that in many of the Bible passages describing a stationary flat earth, the speaker is identified as God himself. Dr. Morris' sophistry of alleging that God used phenomenological language in the Bible is just another way of saying that God is not telling the truth, that God be true and every man a liar and so on. God is not a man that he should lie and so on. Why is Dr. Morris so adamant to twist biblical reasoning to refute Bible passages that clearly describe a stationary flat earth? The answer is fear. Dr. Morris explains that he does not want to be belittled by malicious evolutionists who would insult him by equating biblical creation with belief in a flat earth. Dr. Morris elaborates that evolutionists often belittle creation thinking by comparing it to a belief in a flat earth. He asserts that any claim that creationists would believe the earth is flat is a misrepresentation because, of course, creationists and evolution agree fully on the earth's shape. Okay. Dr. Morris' admission reveals the fear that pervades the scientific community. Academicians who know the earth is flat keep quiet for fear of losing their positions if they proclaim the truth. They do not mm-hmm. want to be belittled and ostracized, their fear of ridicule is born of the pride of life, which is of the world and is contrary to God, 1 John 2.16. A hive environment in the scientific community serves as an impediment to acceptance of the truth of the stationary flat earth described in the Bible. We thus find that the creation scientists will comprise and explain away flat earth Bible passages, simple, phenomenological language. Now, I just want to say this. There's nothing in the reputation of Morris here by Ed that I disagree with. However, Ed is not addressing the concerns that we're addressing. Okay, in other words, this is a sidestep from what we're saying. We're talking about people who are not vested in, uh, in other words, they're vested in something other than they're vested, they're, they're vested in something other than saying that the earth is a globe. They're vest, they're, they say the earth is flat, but also along with that, they're, they're bringing a lot of other garbage along with it. And so yes. I, don't think, I don't think this is apples for apples. This is apples and oranges. Am I right in this assessment? Yes, and, you know, this is why recently over the past few weeks, and I think that I brought this up to you brothers before, this is why I have came to start calling it circular earth. And my question, you know, and my question is this, if God was, if God gives us the shape of the earth and his word, why would we want to call it anything else other than what he tells us that it is? Right. 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 Well, he does in Isaiah 40, 22. It is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth. 
and the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers, that stretcheth out the heavens as a curtain, and spreadeth them out as a tent to dwell in. So why should we, who claim to be believers, want to describe the earth in any other description than what our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who created it, describes himself in his word? And if somebody could answer that for me, I would love it. <laughs> well, I, right. think you, I think you'd make a good point, and I also think your earlier point about the firmament is very good because – the scripture tells us that God created the water such that they had boundaries so they could not pass over. And we know through the study of the firmament and so on, we know that there is a, a something keeping that water into the in the earth. Okay, yeah. and so we know that it is. We know that it has to be ice, and we know there has to be a lip around. Uh, keeping it in. In other words, there has to be boundaries that keep that water in because water seeks its own level. And that's why what you said earlier about the firmament and the fact that we're a closed system, a closed system, is very important. And um, so, no, you make make a lot of good points. I'm going to be quiet because I'm talking too much and I want Brother Mark to chime in. (laughs) Thank you, brother. Thank you. Yes, Brother Carl, you're right. It is a spiritual issue, and I think there is a distinction to be made because the secular flat earth movement, they they believe that the earth is flat, but where they stop is the existence of the firmament or the dome over, over the earth, and that's why the secular flat earth people, when they talk to regular people out in society, they could the regular person. Oh, the Earth is flat. Then what? Then how do we not fall off the edge of it? But if you talk to people like us who believe in biblical cosmology, there's the dome of the firmament to prevent us from falling off of it. And uh, and brother Larry, that was very good comment you made about uh, the perception creates reality. Back in the 1950s when television came on the scene, the early researchers discovered that about television, like Marshall McLuhan back in the 50s with his statement that the medium is the message, and then later on in the 70s and 80s with Neil Postman and his book Amusing Ourselves to Death, they discovered that problem with television that, you know, people say, oh, I believe it because I saw it on television. Well, and now we know that television has given them the, the, the crystal ball to spread their lives all through society from the top echelons of corporate America down to the lowest homeless person or person on the street, you know. And that's yes. the problem with television. They use it as mind control and I've said this about television for a long long time television is corporate mind control and it's the crystal ball looking into the crystal ball of television you know you get your mind handed to you on a platter so that those two very informative and edifying comments about yes this is a spiritual issue and yes television manipulates the public mind by creating a perception, a false version of reality. 
because, you know, they, they, these news reporters, they go on the scene and they point their cameras where the higher-ups, you know, point your camera over there and get that and ignore this over here. And that was right. also another very interesting comment you said, Brother Carl, about the limited uh, uh, hangout. And I remember I asked Brother Ed during that discussion about the, about the technique they used, the misdirection, and how it's similar to these magicians. You know, look over here where I want you to have a view of the fake action so you'll be looking away from over here where the real action is. It's, it's very sly and insidious how the whole wicked system operates. Hey, you know, i got to share this with you. I think I might have shared this before, but <laughs> when I was a real little boy, we didn't have TV, but, but I remember the first time, I think I was over at my aunt's house or something, and she had a little box radio, and oh. I, was, I was just real small, and I said to my mom, how did that man get inside that box? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But, you know, that, that is basically what you're saying. In other words, this... 90, well, I hope I'm not exaggerating, but 90% of what we see anymore on these videos, on yep. these limited hangouts, as Carl says, 90% of it is not reality. It's fake. That's right. That's right. And, and, and now that we have the Internet, that has even made it worse with all this, yes. you know, video social media you know it's just even it's even worse it's it's they've done the research on it and it's taking the problems that television created and amping them it up tenfold that's right we want everybody to know tonight that's with us you are on a limited hangout we only want you to we only want you to see Christ and him crucified okay and so this That's is right. a limited hangout. <laughs> okay. Right. Don't this is all for us for the answers. Look to Christ for the answers. If you touch uh, if you touch, we're gonna point you to Christ as the answer to all of your problems. And Amen. Yes, and you know, Job twenty six ten it says, He hath compassed the waters with bounds until the day and night come to an end. That word compass there, I mean, this talk, you know, it's, it's referencing a compass, and a compass draws a circle. God, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, in his word, on several different occasions, refers to his creation as a circle, all right? And you can't fall off of a circle. All you do <laughs> in a circle is come back to the same point. That's all you yeah. do. Yeah. And the firmament itself is so important all right people have to be made aware at the very beginning of the conversation that the firm that god has erected the firmament of his power and we are covered we are in an enclosed system you can't go anywhere all right and this is biblical truth all right and you know i'd like to read a quote by martin luther and this is him, this is him, this is one of his quotes where he addressed heliocentricity. And Martin Luther and John Calvin, both of them, did, you know, they, they came against Copernicus and heliocentricity very, very strongly. Okay? Absolutely. And, it, 
And um, this is a quote from Martin Luther. He says, we Christians must be different from the philosophers in the way we think about the causes of these things. And if some are beyond our comprehension, like those before us concerning the waters above the heavens, we must believe them and admit our lack of knowledge rather than either wickedly deny them or presumptuously interpret them in conformity with our own understanding. Um, you know, and again, I'm not. That was excellent. That was really good. Yes, and you know, again, to you know, to everybody listening, you know, thanks for the feedback earlier, and I just encourage anybody out there that's still listening tonight to, um, you know, to comment or let us know what you think. I mean, we're just, you know, we are, we're, you know. We're in this to glorify our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is his creation. And if we go about trying to describe it in any other terminology than what, than what he uses, for whatever reason, I mean, we've got to question what we're doing. Really, we oh, need yep. to. All right? I'm not saying that the earth is not a flat, stationary plane. I believe that it is. However, right. that's not how the Word of God describes it. It doesn't use those words literally, not my King James Version of the Bible, it doesn't which is the only, the only Bible, <laughs> all right? It's the Word of God, and it describes it as a circle that is covered. So why shouldn't we refer to it as circular earth or biblical earth? Why should I, to appease men, right, use terminology like, use terminology like flat earth, which has become the traditions of men, and then get lumped in with all of these fakers, you know, I yeah. mean, I agree with you. I, also, another thing is, is um, one of the things that this does, if people are only focusing on flat earth, you know, that aspect of it, they're leaving out a lot of other very important detail regarding biblical cosmology. You know, they're not talking about the fact that we're a never we are not an expanding universe for an example right they're not talking they're not talking about the fact that the sun is not the center of the universe but the earth is the center of the universe they're not talking about uh, the problems with all of this uh, occult uh acclamations by nasa for an example so you make a good point in other words if we can get everybody talking about flat earth and we can go promoting flat earth man and so on. Now, I'm not saying that they don't cover some of these areas, but really, you know, many people uh, are laughing, are laughing at Christians because they have a personification of the way that we were taught when we were in first or second grade, that they used yep. to believe in flat earth, that men were falling off the edge of the ocean, and these people are cavemen. They're going back into antiquated, non-science thinking, fantasy, and they're not dealing with reality at all. And that is exactly what they want to purport the Christians are, is idiots. People right. that are not unlearned and not studied and are, are mindless, brainless idiots. Yep, to be right. a Christian, and, check your brains at the door. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and you know, and every time that we talk about this, you know, with somebody, 
And you mentioned the word Bible to them, biblical cosmology, biblical earth. They meet, they've heard of the Bible before, and they know it. And that opens a door for me immediately to, you know, by the grace of God, to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to them, which is evident in his creation. And, the, and I mean, there, you know, there are so many, you know, there is so much, there are so many different ways that you can go from that point. You know, you can talk about the you can talk about the firmament because they're going to ask you, well, who created the dome? Well, then you, well, Jesus Christ, and and then you can show them in Scripture. You can talk about the foundations of the earth. Um, yep. You know, so the, I mean, to me, uh, you know, again, this is a spiritual thing, and this is a revelation. You know, I believe with all my heart that this is a revival. Um. You know, the the Holy Spirit of God has came along, and he's given us this truth. And as believers, we're commanded to come out from among them and be separate and touch not the unclean thing. And the unclean thing is anything is anything that he hasn't, that our Lord and Savior hasn't sanctified and set apart. And I just know from experience, you know, because I've bumped shoulders with some of these people. I've been to a couple of conferences and rode in vehicles with them and, you know, spent time with some of these people. And, you know, I'm here to, you know, in my opinion, based off of my experience, um, you know, the whole scene, the whole Flat Earth community is infested with these fakers. And, you know, the main reason that me and my wife came out from the community back in 2017 is when that was, the you know, that's whenever we finally said, you know what, enough. The gospel of God's free grace, the gospel of Jesus Christ was not being preached by any of these people. All right. And then the that was the main reason. But the next reason um, was the fact that it was just so clear to us that it was a limited hangout and we wanted nothing to do with it at that point. I mean, you know, there I mean, there is a picture of me and Mark Sargent and several and, and several other people from the Flat Earth community. That's a few years old. I mean, it's pro- probably hard to find, but it's out there. And I was totally yeah. duped by the guy. I was totally fooled by him until God opened up my eyes. Now, it didn't take long, you know, once I had met him and talked to him on the phone, you know, probably, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, maybe a few weeks of prayer and, you know, just trying to think things through by the grace of God, just looking at all the evidence. But it didn't take long at all to realize what was going on. And these people have been put there from the very beginning to turn people away from Jesus Christ. All right, and to turn them on to the traditions of men, and that's what the flat earth community is. It's the traditions of men. Exactly. Very well said. That, you know, yeah, if if a person is presenting a particular position and they never bring up as a regulated principle, as their foundation, the word of God, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. And that's what that's what that's what brother uh, Carl is saying. I mean, and also if you get, you know, I've I've looked at a lot of these videos, and you know, you don't hear a salvation message, you don't hear the grace of God. Not you at hear, all. You hear, you know, our next conference is going to be in Denver, Colorado, and the tickets yep. are only fifty-five dollars. And you get your refer, you get your uh, reservations in, or you won't have a, a spot. And we're going to have right. multiple, we're going to have multiple speakers coming from every different perspective. 
we're going to have people that are not that don't even you know that don't even hold a creation view. We're going to have atheists there. We're going to have uh, people that are Bible believing Christians. If, if that isn't ecumenism, what is it? Right, right. You know that's that's what it is. So I agree with you. I uh, I just you know <laughs> I think uh, I think also Carl makes a, another excellent point, and that is. Why is it if you pull up, uh, it doesn't matter who you're talking about. I mean, even people that say they're Christians, but you pull up their videos and they have 560,000 views, okay? Yeah. Look, God's people are remnant people, okay? They're not a massive group of people that have every, you know, buy into every persuasion out there. So... Right. You make a lot of good points. Now, back to Edward Henry, you know, his response would be, you know, we're to be salt and light. And I do believe that God has is, um, is used Brother Edward Henry. I've ne- we've never stated anything other than that. Right. We've had our, we've had our differences and so on. Um, Ed, Ed looks at the a world from a different perspective than I do because we had a really long talk today about, about government and you know everybody on this program knows that i ha- i hold a certain view regarding um <laughs> for example our constitution and our declaration of independence mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i will say this that we're going to be i'm just going to go ahead and throw this in while we've got everybody on we're monday night ed henry's agreed to come on and we are in agreement on this by the way and that is that the jefferson bible is absolute heresy. <laughs> okay, now Amen. back to what, like back, back to what Brother Carl was saying. You know, if somebody is saying, "I'm a Christian." Do you know that Thomas Jefferson said he was a follower of Christ? Yeah, yeah. But you know what? He took the scissors to a Bible, cut all the miracles out, cut the virgin yeah. birth out. Well, that's not a follower of Christ. That's a that is a, a heretic. Okay, that's a heathen. Okay, and so anyway, we're going to be talking about that Monday night. I didn't mean to get off subject, but I I think this goes right in line a little bit with what we're talking about. If someone says, "I hold a biblical cosmology," and they 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 don't hold to the Bible, they're not biblical at all. I mean, I have talked to a guy. Uh, um, there's a there's a guy on there, and you know he he, uh, he he says he's a Christian. He says he's a follower of Christ. I'll just tell you. I'll mention his name, Richie from Boston. He's got a great following. You know, huge following. The problem is he, in his next breath, says we all have a free will. We know we all have a free will. That's a lie. Mm-hmm. That wow. is not a it's not a Christian doctrine, okay? And so Richie from Boston, he says he watches all my broadcasts. If you're listening tonight, Richie, I'm calling you out. If you're promoting the doctrine of free will, you're coming against the Bible. The Bible says it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but God that showeth mercy. And to tell your audience of sixty thousand people or whatever that we all have a free will is a lie directly from Satan. Okay. That's right. 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 And you know how how much uh, 
in Isaiah chapter 40:22, we're referred to as grasshoppers. Now, you know, I know that, you know, that's for a couple of reasons, but I would, you know, I would pose this question. How much free will does a grasshopper have? All right. Once you engage somebody in this, you know, in biblical cosmology and, and, and you know, th- okay, let me just back up and say one more time that this truth of God, of biblical creation and what it is that's been given to us by the Holy Spirit of God is for the glory of Jesus Christ. That's Amen. what it's for. Amen. That is, and if we're if we're not what you know, everything that we do, brothers, if we're not glorifying, if we're not glorifying Christ. What are we doing it for? And that is what this is for. All right. And exactly. when you can, whenever, whenever you talk to somebody about this. And you, and you, and you use biblical terms and scripture to do this. You will be amazed at how far that goes to help break down. Like I said earlier, through the years of programming and mind control, that's utterly demonic. Because this is yep. ultimately a spiritual battle, is what this is, and we are engaged in, and and it's not no game. You know, and again, I don't want. I hope I'm, I don't want to confuse anybody. It's not what I'm trying to do. All I'm trying to do, by the grace of God, is glorify my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ by being Amen. accurate with by being accurate with the terminology. I just think that we're so far down the road with this thing at at, at this point. We have, you know, we have to come out from a Muslim and be separate. Well, right. what you're saying, and, you're saying, and only the word of God can break through that. Uh, only that's the right. word of God can can break that satanic stronghold that is in the mind of these unregenerate people out there in the Amen. world. Amen. That's right. I did a I did a I did a study uh, late last year on on strongholds, and that's right. Only the word of God has the supernatural power to break that satanic stronghold in the mind of an unregenerate person. Absolutely. And by the way, uh, you can just go right to, you you stated, you know, everything is based upon us exalting the glory of God. I mean, all you have to do is read, you know, Psalm 19, the heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament showeth his day into day other speech, night into night showeth not. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and rejoices as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of the heaven, and his circuit unto the ends of it. And there's nothing Amen. hid from thereof. Okay. And then he goes right into the aspect of the nature of man. And so you cannot separate. We've talked about this before. You cannot separate creation from redemption. They are inseparable because the creator is the redeemer. Mm-hmm. They're one in the same. Very well said. Well, Carl, I uh, you know I applaud you for taking a stand, um, and I've, I've applauded you before for taking stands that are not popular. They're not based upon man's uh, acceptance or what is politically correct. Yep. You know, 
if we're in the minority, we're probably in the right. <laughs> okay, if we if we find ourselves in the majority, we better be examining what it is we're buying into. And exactly. I'm, I'm talking to myself. I mean, I'm 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 preaching it myself here. And you know, I say this too that <clears throat> I we can oftentimes make gross overgeneralizations. Okay, and I I being called on that several times, you know. Um, mm-hmm. there, there's a movie out there. I don't ever go to movies. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't endorse movies. I don't go to them. But today, Brother Edward Henry says, I know you don't like movies, but I'm going to recommend that you go see one movie. And I said, what is that? The Matrix? Because <laughs> everybody's talking about The Matrix. He said, no, go. He said, there's a movie out there. It's called, uh, now watch me forget the title. He said, um, the the making I think it was called the making of a murderer, okay. Hmm. And what what his point was this, and of course him being in law enforcement, um, you know a lot of people have have accused Edward Henry uh, because he is he is actually the chief one of the chief counsels for the department uh, DEA Drug uh, Administration and enforcement. Enforcement, yeah, and he's the chief counsel. Well, we brought, I brought this up today. I says, you know, all these people, you know, I know you don't want to talk about this. I know it, it, it gets in your crawl and everything, but I said a lot of these people out here, uh, they say, you know, how can he talk about anything? He works for the government, <laughs> okay, and he's in a very high position. He has a high security clearance, and, and you know, and I even brought up, I said, don't, you know, I said, I know that you you've got to believe the, all the thing about Iron Contra and bring all these drugs into this country, and mm-hmm. and you're going to try to enforce the use of drugs by our citizens and break into their cars and justify not having proper warrants. I said, come on, give me a break, Ed. I mean, isn't there some duplicity in this? And you know what? He he had a really good answer. He said, you know, I get that a lot. He said, my own wife says. Who are you to talk? You work for the government, <laughs> okay? <laughs> now I'm sharing, I'm sharing this with you guys, you know. And he made a very good point. He said he's he's running, he's running this a lot, and he said, you know, I have run into some really really bad characters out there. I mean, they are absolutely, you know, by all intents and purposes reprobates, okay? And they're yeah. bad. And but he says because they are so bad, the powers that be know they can use them as a scapegoat, and so they mm-hmm. charge them crimes they have not even committed, and the jury just buys into it because they're bad people. Okay. Yeah. Now he says, yeah. let me ask you a question: Is that right? Is that right? Is that justice? Because somebody is bad to go ahead and charge him with any other crimes you can get by with charging him. I said, well, no, that's absolutely I said, two wrongs don't make a right, you know. Well, there you go. The point that Brother Ed was trying to make is that, you know, just just kind of like the situation with, you know, you can take any – I've I'd mentioned that I have no use for government. I said, I don't trust the government. Uh, all of my any time I've been involved with the government, it has been absolutely despicable <laughs> as far as I can see. 
and I shared with him. I used to live in a little town called Prairie Village, Kansas, and an opening came up for a Republican committeeman. And so I ran. I ran unopposed, of course, obviously because I was unopposed, I won. <laughs> but that gave me an opening to sit in on a lot of meetings with Republican uh, leaders, and one of them happened to be Bob Dole. And I, oh. shared with, I shared with Brother Ed today that I found out really quickly how absolutely corrupt politicians are. It oh, had yeah. nothing to it has nothing to do with what is right or what is wrong or what is ethical or what is moral. It has to do with which way are the political winds blowing here? How can we stay elected? How can we maintain our power? Now, that is, that, you know what that sounds like to me? What, what was the statement? What was the statement the guy uh, helped me out here? Uh, uh, Carl, the, the devil worshiper, says his state. Oh, uh, the devil. Oh, uh, do what is yeah, the whole do, as of the, do as thou wilt. Who was it that did, said that? What was his name? Alistair, Alistair, Alistair Crowley. Crowley. Yeah. That, that, that's in a nutshell what politics is. Yep. That's what it is, you know. And so I shared yep. this with Brother Ed, and Ed says, you know, government is power or force. He said, I, yep. I would say that government is power or force, but he said, um, to make an overgeneralization, to say, because Ed Henry works for the Department of DEA, <laughs> Drug Enforcement Administration, because uh, Edward Henry works for the Drug Enforcement Administration, he has got to be corrupted because the Drug Enforcement Administration is, is corrupted. He said mm -hmm. that, is a, that is an overgeneralization. Now, if you yes. want to charge with corruption, tell me where I am, what I'm doing that is corrupt, and point out my corruptness. Point out my unethical activity. Point out my job function and how, it's, how, how it is, is. And so... You know, and so that's that's a good point that he's making. Now, I'm sure a lot of people. I I was you know I was told by one of my friends that when he found out that um, Brother Edward Henry was involved in the DEA, he said, "Larry, just forget that we ha ever had a relationship." Yeah, he 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 took a hike. He said, "I don't want to have anything. I don't want to have anything else to do with you." He said, I know all about the DEA, and I know who heads up the DEA. Now, another thing Brother Ed brought up was uh, Donald Trump, and I'd be interested in getting your feedback on this. Um, so I'll, I'll give you his argument on it. <laughs> and, you know, it, it made some logical sense to me, but, man, I had a hard time swallowing it, okay, because I do not, I am not a fan of Donald Trump. Okay? I mean, everybody knows that. Well, he said, let me say this. He said, I get this all the time. Donald Trump is no good. So consequently, he can do no good. Because he's no good, because he's corrupt to the core, he can do no good. So he said, if you take that to its logical conclusion, you would have to say then 
that everything that Donald Trump has done since he's been in office is no good. Well, I wanted to say to Brother Edwin, could you give me one instance that you think he might have done some good, okay? But anyway, um, I would be interested in you guys' feedback on that. Go ahead, Mark. I think I, I think he's doing some good things in the economy and stuff, but Donald Trump is a sinful human being just like everybody else. But I do believe that the Lord has anointed him to be president at this time, as we see in Scripture, that the Lord sets up kings and kingdoms and takes them out again. So we 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 do not we we know that all things we know that Jehovah is the great first uncaused cause of all things. So that so not give glory to Donald Trump. For the good things that may be happening, we give glory to Jehovah for the good things that are happening. Amen. And, you know, God, God brought Nebuchadnezzar. And right. they, and they, and all right, and King, Nebuch- and King Nebuchadnezzar brought those people back to Babylon. All right. And King Nebuchadnezzar commanded that an idol should be built. Right. And it was right. built. And then King Nebuchadnezzar said, all right, everybody bow down. And everybody did except for three people. All right? Mm-hmm. And those right. three people refused to bow down to this idol by this king. Now, I mean, we can talk, you know, and that's, to me that sort of sounded like, you know, he was talking about, you know, not murmuring, not murmuring against second causes or something. But clearly right. there, and that, clearly there in that story, God raised King Nebuchadnezzar up and 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 brought him in, but but in no way, shape, or form did did God's servants Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego bow down to that idol. And in doing so, they were inside the purpose and divine will of, of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who came down and walked with them amongst the fire. So you know, I'm <laughs> I, you know I'm real real cut and dry, fellas, and all that other type of lingo there is great for the courtroom, but it's not practical in the real world. Just not. You know, uh, our guest, uh, Ashley Kenny, he makes a really good point. I want to read this. Uh, he says, I want to say this. God used Eric Dubay in my case to lead me to the flat earth. So God uses the reprobate to bring his elect to this knowledge. And I think that's just what Brother Carl was saying. In other words, God can use a donkey. I mean, God can use anything he wants to use to bring that's us to right. himself. You know, and so that's right, real- and, and that is just a point I was making. That is that that is a, that is exactly right. But however, but like Meshach, but 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 like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, under no circumstances are are we supposed to bow down under no circumstances. Right. Well, and I think that the fact that Ashley Kinney is very open by recognizing that Eric Dubay is a reprobate. I mean, you know. Uh, but what happened is, and th- this also, you know, I got little bits and pieces, you know, when I first started getting uh, kind of educated by people on geocentrism, I, like everybody else, went on YouTube and started listening to all these. I listened to DeBay, I listened to Sargent, I listened to all of them, okay? And 
a lot of things were brought to my attention that I never, ever had studied before. I, my focus had been on not biblical cosmology. My primary focus had been on salvation by grace. Okay, that had been my focus. Um, and so I'm, I'm like you, Brother Ashley, that you make some credible, uh, very, very, very thought, thoughtful, well, this is something that happened to you. In other words, you... you uh, tuned in to Eric Dubay, you heard him and his case for geocentrism and flat earth, and that really had an impact on you. God used that <laughs> that reprobate uh, to bring his elect to this knowledge, okay? And it causes you, it drives you to the word of God is what it does. Now, we know that the Holy Spirit was really the one instrumental in that. Let's give God all the glory. I mean, that's Amen. the whole thing. I mean, that donkey could not have spoken if the Holy Spirit had not opened that donkey's mouth, okay? And yep. um, so anyway, yeah, good point. But we appreciate you sharing that with us too, uh, Ashley. Yes, and just, you know, really quick, um, you know, these people like Eric Dubay and Sargent and Dave Murphy and um, Jaron Campanella, and I could go on and on and on here, um, you know, they're, you know, like I said before, they're, they are gatekeepers, and part of their job and what they do is You'll you will go into this thing asking a question about the cosmology, but they hit you with so many different rabbit holes that by the time you get down several of them, you don't even remember why you were in there in the first place. Yeah, All right. Yeah, you, you you don't even remember why you don't even remember what the what the question was that got you to looking. All right, they're there. And the flat earth community itself is there to steer people away from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's why they're there. And I do, you know, and I believe with all of my heart that's what's going on. And you know, like Brother Ashley Kenny said, you know, um, the Holy Spirit. All right, that is who opened up his eyes. All right, and just like you said, Brother Larry, God used a donkey to talk, and. <laughs> Like I said earlier, you know, God raised up King Nebuchadnezzar, but yep. Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego refused to bow. And we have to do the same thing. We cannot bow to these people. We have to come out from amongst them and be separate. And again, I'm not trying to confuse nobody tonight. And I'll just I'll just close my end here. So I know we're getting close to an hour. I'd like to read one of my a portion of scripture from one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, and I've and I've read it quite often on on the broadcast with everybody. It's going to be Jeremiah chapter thirty-one, verses thirty-one through thirty-seven, and this is why it's so important. God Himself has declared His sovereignty in His creation, and um, He talks about our salvation and the new covenant that He has made with us um, in His creation, and we can know by his creation and his power and his ultimate and his ultimate authority as sovereign king of all creation, right? That his word is law and that there is nothing for us to ever fear um, because we are children of the most high God, you know, 
he tells us that heaven and earth shall pass away, but, you know, his word will never pass away. And I'll just start reading um, verses 31 through verse 37 in the authorized King James Version only. Um, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break, although I was an husband unto them, saith the Lord. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. Thus saith the Lord, which gives the sun for a light by day and the ordinance of the moon and of the stars for a light by night, which divideth the sea when the waves thereof roar. The Lord of hosts is his name. If those ordinances depart from before me, saith the Lord, then the seed of Israel also shall cease from being a nation before me forever. Thus saith the Lord, if heaven can be measured and the foundations of the earth searched out beneath, I will also cast off all the seed of Israel for all that they have done, saith the Lord. So when we hear men claiming to have measured the heavens and say we're in a self-expanding universe going nowhere, and when they say that they have searched out the foundations of the deep, that we had that we were on a spinning rock with a with a molten metal core in it, we know that they that we know that that's a lie from the pit of hell, because our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ tells us that that's impossible. God has set it. God has set an order, and men cannot defy it. They can't break His rules. Uh, you know they may try, but it, but it cannot be done. And again, we don't say this. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ says this in His Word. Um, you know and. I just want to thank everybody for coming on tonight and listening. I sure do thank you too, brothers, and um, I hope I wasn't rude or anything. No, not at all. I, and uh, by the way, it just pulled up Rob Skiba's <laughs> uh, page. He's got 176,333 subscribers. Do I need to say right. anything? Do I need to say anything else? I mean, 176,333 subscribers. My goodness! <laughs> wow. Yep. Well, I I I want to thank you tonight, uh, Brother Mark and Brother Ed Henry. I want to thank you today for your long um, dialogue with me, and I want to thank Brother Mark Kennedy tonight for coming on. I think this has been hopefully edifying. To all. And by the way, we did get some people that really appreciated and, and, and thanked us for this, this broadcast tonight and the subject. I want to thank yeah. Benny Green. I want to thank uh, Rick Batoric. And uh, a special shout-out to Ashley Kinney. Uh, and specifically Samuel Nehru. He says, I really thank you for the teaching. We appreciate that feedback. Also, I want to thank uh, Alan, Dan, and Samuel. And there's been quite a number that have joined us throughout this evening. Um, Dan Renfro, Alan Taylor. Alan, I really I enjoy some of your posts <laughs> immensely. On You nail a lot of things, brother, on Facebook. I enjoy looking to see what you're saying. 
You're definitely in the in the minority, Alan. Um, also, I want to thank Samuel Puka for joining us, uh, as well as Charlie Harper Three and Gail James, uh, Leon Kennedy. Um, you also have some really good posts that you've been posting on Facebook. So, Brother Mark, I'm going to let you finish this out tonight and also remind maybe uh, afterwards we can give some brief announcements. Go ahead, Brother Mark. Oh, this was really awesome. This was really awesome. I hope, I hope that all of our listeners found this edifying because there's so much error and distortion out there. We need to we need to set things straight, and so this has been super awesome. And uh, I just love you, brothers, and everyone listening dearly. I love you all. I love you all dearly in the name of Christ, and may God meet you at the point of your need. In Christ's name, Amen. Amen. Well, I want to remind everyone that um, now I, I wanted to just clarify because I know that. Um, Brother Carl has got to be away Sunday. Are you going to still be able to join us for your Sunday morning message, brother, or do we need to get someone to to fill in there? I'm probably going to have to get somebody to fill in for me. Um, being away at work as long as I have been with the floodwaters and everything, I'm not sure what all is going to be going on whenever I get there. So um, I don't want to hold anything up. So probably be best just to um, – um, just to just just to go ahead without me. Well, you know that there's a that slot will be there's a slot always open there for you. Just realize that. And also, just a good mm-hmm. question because I've been hearing a lot about, especially because I live in the state of misery. I mean, Missouri. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I've heard a lot about the floods going on. Uh, I mean, I guess widespread damage, especially up in northwest Missouri, in, in Iowa, in, in Oklahoma, in, in Nebraska. Has that affected you guys down where you're at? Oh, yeah. Um, let's see, I was off of work for, I think I think yesterday was a month. It was 30 days wow. that I had that. Well, well, I well I had actually went in one day while the boat was in the shipyard and just sort of hung out on the boat and got a day's pay for it. But um, the boat just left out on you know on a trip um day before yesterday. So yeah, I mean it's affected work for a lot of people too. And um, they've had several accidents now. You know we're in Tennessee of course, but down on the Lower Mississippi River where all this water is ultimately running to. You know, it you know it runs into the Mississippi and then it runs into the Southern Pass into the Gulf of Mexico. And there's been several accidents down there. There's been several there's been several towboats sink, people come up missing. So it's it's been pretty hairy there for the last couple of months. Well, we'll, wow. definitely keep, we'll definitely keep you in our prayers as you're going right into the thick of it. Uh, when are you going back to work? Um, Sunday morning. I leave out probably about six that morning. Okay, well, we'll definitely remember you in our prayers, and and yeah. uh, we know that God's hand will be upon you. Um, well, we will find someone to fill in Sunday morning uh, for you, and uh, and Monday night, if you can join us, please do. If you can't, we understand. We know how that works. So, um, well, I will miss pre- y'all. You know, I appreciate Why? it, and, and you know, I'll definitely miss you guys. Um, thank you so much for. Uh, 
for the fellowship again, you and Brother Mark and uh, Sister Rosette and Brother Mark Phillips and everybody listening out there. You know, we, you know, me and my wife, we really, um, we really look forward to the fellowships and thank God that you are all there. And I'll just close, and I'll, I'll just close with a quote by Martin Luther, right quick: "Peace is possible and truth at all costs." And God bless everybody in, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We love well, with that. Yeah, we love you guys. We love you, Babs. We love you, Mark. Love you, Carl. And we love our uh, guests as well. Keep us in your prayers. We will keep you in our prayers. And Brother Mark, thank you so much for your uh, um, your very. Um, we always love your, your thought. You know, you put a lot of thought into what you're going to say, and. Mm-hmm. You remind me of a person that is uh, kind of on the sidelines until it's time for, you know, it's like you're a coach on the sidelines until someone goes and hits a foul ball, <laughs> okay? Uh, you're, you, you call the shots pretty good, and, and I, appreciate, I appreciate the way the Lord has used you in, uh, in ministry. Well, listen, guys, we're going to call it a night. And may the good Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you is our prayer. Good night for now. God good bless night. you, thanks. Love you. Uh-huh. Good night. Good night, Bad. Good night. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.